Hello and welcome to Trying Times. My name is Carmen and I am so excited that you're here. If it's your first time listening, then welcome. We're basically friends now. But if you've listened to the show before and you're returning, then welcome back, friend. I have such an exciting episode here today. So yeah, I can't wait to get into that. I've always kind of thought of the show as a conversation of all sorts, but more than anything, I've thought of this show as a phone call with a friend and sort of like this catch-up call type of conversation where I talk about all kinds of things and a lot of those things may include some embarrassing moments, otherwise known as trying times. Full circle here, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that now. But today's episode is super special because it is my first time having a guest on the show and you'll be meeting her very, very soon. But right before I get into that conversation, I just want to let you guys know that there is a fun feature where you can be involved in the show. So Basically, what you get to do is leave me a voice message if you want to be featured in an episode, and we could talk about anything. You could mention something from past episodes, or even this episode, or ask me a question about literally anything. I'd love to have more conversations, so if you want to do that and you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, then go ahead and click on the link in the episode description and hit record. I hope to hear from you soon, but in the meantime, let's get into this great conversation. <laughs> Okay, so one of the first ever guests that I've had on this show is Nika Thompson. Before I let her talk, I'm just going to go ahead and say we, we've we known each other for a very long time, longer than I even realized, I think longer than both of us realized, but we met five years ago, I believe. And I think so. Yeah, I'm going to let you get a little bit into that as well so you can chat, but welcome to the show and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, my friend. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's so excited. Yeah, yeah it's fun. <laughs> We're both just like, yeah, yay. <laughs> we meet at a Brockhampton concert. I tell everybody that when I, whenever I'm talking about you, I'm like, yeah, I met Carmen at a, at a Brockhampton show in line. I was waiting for my other friend who yep. was late. But Carmen and her friends and her group of people she was interacting with at the time, um, welcomed me with open arms and then after that we kept in touch through like twitter and like yeah. instagram and stuff and then we finally like exchanged numbers and just started going to a bunch of shows together and then eventually concert buddies turned into like actual mates and hanging out and stuff and doing things so it was so cool i mean like when was that anyways it was i think it was like 2017 because i remember being in my final year of university and being excited because like I was stressed with my final year but being like oh my god I'm gonna see Brockhampton live for the first time but I remember waiting in line with my friend and yeah I 2017 talked- sorry yeah. I like, googled it real quick no no it's wow. all good it's crazy that it was that long ago uh, last month says the 17th of September yeah. around there that was like our anniversary <laughs> yes <laughs> our friend anniversary oh my god it's so crazy but yeah I remember like talking with so many people on Twitter and on Instagram but at the time I think Twitter was really like the big thing no yeah I was on Twitter yeah. for a minute I don't know what's Twitter saying right now because I don't use it but I know Twitter is always a fun time <laughs> no it is I mean like I remember connecting with all these cool people on there and then it was a whole different world. Like when I got to the show, like I was waiting in line early as were you. And there were so many like different people so waiting in line. Like, it was a huge line. I remember. Yeah. And 
that was like my first initial meeting with a lot of people that I talked to on Twitter. And you and I just kind of met by chance. I remember in line, we were like, oh my God, we're the only two people here that aren't like 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, we're like, we're old. Yeah. So, I mean, we just had that At realization time, again. Even that old. No, I don't no. think so. Yeah. We we're, were like older than a lot of the peers who were in line. Yeah. I think we were like 20 ish. Yeah. Opposed to now. 20. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're um, grown. We're we had now. like a full circle moment though last week because we went to see Jack Harlow and <laughs> in the crowd, we were kind of like, oh, I think we're too old to be we're here. too old for this stuff now. We didn't yeah. care. We're just like, we got there. We're like, we'll get there when it starts. I remember being like, for shows like I have to get there before at this time like yes. 11 in the morning to like yeah. line up for something at like six o'clock seven o'clock at night and the whole day like not even two hours of a show <laughs> less, than, <laughs> less than that you don't sometimes you don't even like end up meeting the artist or whatever because you're so tired or whatever to like yeah you're so tired and then you go home and then I mean I guess it's like a part of the the culture we we're in yeah, yeah at the definitely. time it definitely was this huge like wave of like major fan culture where I remember we would spend days out there. It was, I think at a point like we would, cause we always just kind of like meet up earlier in the day and would hang out. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I think what kind of developed our friendship even more from yeah. being like concert buddies to like, no way, actual friends, <laughs> <laughs> which like you can be both or one or the other. Like, I don't want anyone to be like, you can't be like friends if you're just concert buddies, but no, you definitely got to, yeah, we got to know each other better over time because we'd spend like the day leading up to the show together and mm-hmm. um and I remember for Jack we were both just like tired and and it had been cold like we were just over it so we we got there when the show started pretty much and we're like yeah, all right I, I was also late so yeah, that's okay. the TTC was a whole mess oh. transit Gosh. in general always a mess I don't know where all the money is going that's another subject for another day a whole other conversation <laughs> we could revisit that later truly <laughs> what we're talking about today is your career path and basically your creative side which I do think is like so much of who you are as a person and I remember that being kind of one of the first things that I learned about you when we became friends was your interest in photography your passion for it and also a lot of the things that you pull inspiration from. So clearly, I mean, if you haven't gotten this already, this whole episode is going to be about photography. And I thought to interview Nika because, well, why wouldn't I? (laughs) I've known her for so long. And uh, this is something that we've like, kind of, how we kind of worked on this together ever. I mean, you've always kind of taken just like candid shots before, but. Of like you? Yeah. I think it's just like snapshots of you. I've never until... Oh, what was it a month project. ago? Yes, a month ago, I took I took actual portraits of you. Yeah, which was cool. Uh, yeah, mm. it was fun. I was gonna say that was the first time I like. Yeah, that's the first time. Yeah. I'm very like selective with having photos taken of me. I think, and I, I, I mean, talked to you about that. Who wouldn't? Because yeah. it's really how the person is seeing you. It's like their eye. You're technically you are kind of representing yourself, but not really because someone else is putting their perceptions of you and kind of themselves and translating that onto film or uh, to me I'm gonna say film because like it doesn't matter but well no that's what I wanted to to talk with you a lot about today was more so the world of film photography because that is something that you specialize in and I feel like it's something that is an art form that's kind of been growing for a long time but it is still very rare to come across that or come across like an artist who works mainly in that medium so I guess like first kind of question I have for you is what 
inspired you to get into photography and I guess more so even like kind of take on that art of film photography? Okay, I kind of split it up into both because first, like how did I get into it? I think it's something that was always around me, but I didn't notice it was around me until I had to like figure out what I wanted to go to school for because my parents mm-hmm. were very like, you're going to university, you know, after your high school, that's what, that's what we want you to do. And mm-hmm. I paid for my schooling. I'm a school kind of girl. So I'm like, okay, I'm down for it. And so I had to figure out what to do. And somebody, I wanted to do like graphic design. And then I had to, I like, you know, when you're trying to figure out the requirements and stuff, oh my God, I realized yes. that I needed like calculus or some sort of math. Oh, I don't want anything related to math. I don't like numbers. Okay. I all those numbers <laughs> in photo. I that's the, that's the minimum, nothing mm-hmm. else or money, but nothing else. <laughs> yeah. The mandatory things. <laughs> mandatory things. Nothing else. I don't do math. I don't like it at all. Anyways, so I was like, I can do that because I don't have the requirements for that. So, and all the math I was taking in school wasn't college math because I wasn't good at it. So it was what applied math or whatever. So I was talking to other people and they were like, you should like look up like the school OCAT. That's where I went to. That's where I graduated from. Woo. And I like, <laughs> I know we finished. We finished. <laughs> That's that's a, that's a big win. That's a huge any- accomplishment. Yeah, don't let anyone tell you different. Whoever is in school and you're going through it, like that's and you finish it or you finish any program that you're doing, it's it's a win. Absolutely. Probably harder to get work afterwards, but the process of school is like a different thing that high school doesn't technically get you ready for. It's a different world. No, not at all. I mean, they prepare you to like at the very least learn how to take very vague notes, but then you get to university or college and you're like, oh my God. It goes so fast and it's like a different type of workload. Mm -hmm. Anyways, (laughs) this is me and Carmen, man. We just go up to different tangents. We go on to different tangents, like from one thing. (laughs) To another thing. And then we remember what we're talking about. We're like, oh yeah. Yeah, um, full circle, full circle. <laughs> full circle. Here we go. Here it is. Um, someone was like, you should look at OCAD. I did. And then I was like looking at programs. I'm like, oh, maybe I should try photo. And I did that. And then I like, not recently, but maybe I want to say during like the pandemic, uh, my mom and I were having a conversation and she was like, you know, you've been taking photos from like a jet. Like you're like, whenever we go somewhere, she'll give me like the, the camera, like the family mm-hmm. camera, which I still have. And I did produce work on it during school which is also pretty cool that's um, so cool but was always like you took this picture you did this you're the only one who knew how to use a camera so I guess it was always ingrained in me and I didn't realize it until I started like kind of figuring out what I had to do and then from there you start developing your eye and things like that that's how I that's how I got into it and after I got into it I just fell in love with it and kind of stuck it out yeah, no, that's so cool. I mean, I didn't even it's know the thing the, about the camera. Like, yeah, it's probably the one thing that's been like super consistent. I like mm-hmm. hobby wise or whatever I'm into. Photo has been like, like even you know, I'm like into movies and stuff. And I, yeah, I think when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I want to make movies. I think <laughs> it's because I saw Sharkborn Lava Girl, and then I learned like his kids wrote the story, and I was like, yeah, I can write scripts. I mean, fair uh, enough. Great movie, honestly. <laughs> like, I love that movie. Sorry. No, I love that. But go so hard. But it's true. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's where you kind of start pulling inspiration from, like when you're younger, and it's always like those things that you'll either see or hear or read, whatever it may be. Like, yeah, you don't know. It comes. It comes back to you in such a different way. You don't mm-hmm. know that it's kind of been 
in the background of your life for a while. But yes, that's how I got into photo. That's so cool. So for you, have you always been into a similar style of shooting that you are now? Actually, give a little bit of background of like, yeah, what I was going to say what kind of context, like for the listeners out there. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> always wanted to say that. Check out her Instagram. <laughs> I will be linking that in the episode description, but still, go cool. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot a lot of portraits and like kind of editorial based work. Um, I, when I was first starting out, I feel like this is for not everybody, but for me or like a lot of people. I was surrounding myself at the time. We all wanted to be fashion photographers. Mm-hmm. And like a side note, I don't know if anyone else who's listening is very into the arts or whatever, but editorials are don't hit like they used to anymore. Mm. So what I'm talking about editorials is like when you're like looking through a magazine, it's like a cover story on someone or like like a little article of somebody and there's like a giant big photo of them that's mm-hmm. like tastefully done, you know, like a like a pretty portrait or whatever not like your family portraits or things like that there's different there's different levels but yeah they don't hit like they used to and if you there's a bunch of like archive accounts online and they show like all the really cool things that people were doing in the 90s that's because photographers back then were putting their own kind of money and self-funding these things and going broke because they lived for the art but that's kind of dying down now to a lot of like uh, like mm. your white backdrops and then people just styled in expensive clothes kind of thing like super curated yeah I don't have an example off the top of my head right now but yeah that's a thing um, oh, that does seem like I mean from things online because that's a huge thing now yeah that's like added into the the mix of like what I guess editorial would be too yeah like this morning I was just reading because I want an essence and I looked at this article with Chloe Shepard how you say her name I have no idea how to say her last name, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, you know who you're talking about. She's so cool. Anyways, she's a queen. But that editorial was just all like, just shot on like white. And she's just styled in expensive clothes and playing with a little toy car. Not, not like there's some nice photos of the person because it's, she's a a well-known face, you know, she's, Mm -hmm. she has that essence, (laughs) essence, but, (laughs) but um, like the, I'm just like, they could have done more. I don't know. A lot of things are going to that. That's another tangent that I went on. But yeah, I shoot a lot of editorial and portraits and stuff and projects called Girls. I don't know if that's going to be the final title, but it's basically a project about one's identity, coming into yourself, and the exploration about photographer and subjects, which kind of touches back what we were talking about earlier with how the person photographing you sees you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like even throughout the project so far I've put a little bit of me <laughs> into all into the everything. photos yeah, yeah so it's and I'm learning about myself like with the conversations with the women I'm having like there's so much that goes into it but right now Absolutely. doing a lot of portraiture that's awesome well I mean I wanted to say first of all it was so cool to get to be part of it so thank you for having me to be part of girls thank you for wanting to be a part of it my friend yeah no I mean you are one of the few people that I've talked to you about this. I've talked to my friend Victoria about this. I've talked to a Shout couple other Victoria. friends about this. I'm very like, I think a lot of people, like you said, it is kind of awkward to be in front of a camera. Sometimes Even you do have me, to have, yeah, like you have to have that trust in the person behind the camera and trust that they are obviously someone you're comfortable with and you're okay to like have them have their own spin, I guess, on like and the I, image. And I, sorry not to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. But I think like, even for a photographer, you have to, be really good with people I think you have to learn 
about somebody, I think maybe in any creative space, in less than like 10 minutes, like five minutes, you have to like figure, like create a bond with them or some sort of thing. You know what I mean? It is super quick, but it does, I think, like weirdly enough, I mean, it, it improves the work but also just that process of creating that work too makes it more enjoyable for both parties or Mm -hmm. whoever's part of whatever project. So I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. It's a really good point. But yeah, no, I mean, like even when Nika took those photos of me, which like- I also don't know what they look like right now. Yeah, because again, all film. So- They're so waiting to be developed. Hopefully next week I can start developing. It's No, that's such a cool process though. Because I mean, it's- Do you find in some way- that that makes you trust yourself even more with your work and your vision that you can't see those photos instantly like you have to wait for them to be developed a little bit of yes and no because like sometimes like a mistake could be a good thing and sometimes a mistake could be a bad thing like you never know what you're getting true true. Uh, but I guess it does like you do have to believe in yourself heavy like yeah to be like I know what I'm doing and, you know, and then, yeah, you don't feel like an imposter. (laughs) No, I mean, that's a huge thing. And like imposter syndrome is a big thing we talk about here, but no, I think that's so cool. And, and even like you kind of showing me the behind the scenes of other photos you'd taken of other participants for that project. It was so interesting to see how all of them were so different, but there was still that consistency almost of that lens a little bit of me in there yes, telling you exactly that's, that's what it and you don't notice that kind of thing I guess for me if I wasn't a shooting as much as I did in school or mm-hmm. tried to stay shooting mm-hmm. you kind of fall out of touch with that so you kind of have to in whatever you're doing keep going because yeah. when you first start we're all like pretty shitty no absolutely I mean yeah. I think that's like the best way to put it and I've talked about that before on the show where the best way you can kind of learn anything is just by doing because mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. this is what I was saying. This is probably the one of the one things that I haven't like dropped. I've been kind of very consistent with it throughout. Yeah. And through that, I mean, you've X been able to of learn years. so much. Yeah, yeah. Which is so cool. Okay. So now, now we'll get a little bit into imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> since I love talking about that for myself, I think it exists in so many different realms, but I want to ask if there's ever been a moment of of like overwhelmingness for you where you have felt that like maybe a strong level of imposter syndrome or anything kind of similar to that, regardless of like career that doesn't have to be just with your photography could be kind of with anything in the media sphere or just life. Like how, how is that? Is that something you've ever dealt with? Whenever I am like, I mean, yes, yes, it is something I've dealt with Mm -hmm. whenever I if I get offered like a job or something or like someone's like, Hey, are you down to like take pictures of me? Even if it's like, I'm not getting paid for it. It's just somebody being like, Hey, are you down to do creative? Hey, are you interested in doing this? I'm like, wow, somebody's acknowledging me, not knocking that anyone shouldn't. Cause I do think I'm okay at what I do. I'm pretty good. I I (laughs) Um, would say you are definitely pretty good, (laughs) but okay. That's something I'm trying to practice myself. But anyways, like just somebody being like, hey, I want you for this job. It Mm -hmm. makes me realize like, oh, wow, like I'm actually doing this or like this is a part of my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when I'm I'm, um, like on set and like, because I'm also a photo assistant and we're shooting like a bigger thing and I'm like, wow, that way I feel very overwhelmed or like Mm -hmm. when I'm preparing for shoots or just little things like that that I feel like an imposter. 
Interesting. So would you say those moments kind of of like being They're surreal? Or, yeah. 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 Like it, does that one. serve almost as like, like affirmation in a way? Sometimes yes. And then sometimes I like what I get myself into, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what though? I think sometimes if you don't have those moments in the background, it's kind of just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's where I feel like an imposter, but I shouldn't because then that's like, you know, like your, your own thoughts going. No, absolutely. But no, that's how, great. How I'm... about you? I feel like asking you about that. Like, how do you feel? Cause I know like for, for like example, you did that whole like big film thing. Mm-hmm. with a movie I actually really enjoyed I only watched it because I was looking for your name at the end <laughs> and I heard so much about it but <laughs> thank you thank you so much for the support but I feel like doing like something big like that will give me like like that I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say or like the feeling mm, is it like uh like it's I feel like for me like surreal moments is where yes. I feel like that imposter syndrome kind of thing oh so you're saying for you in in that kind of a capacity I guess that it would be like overwhelming imposter syndrome instead of feeling like holy crap I did that or like a bit of both yeah a little bit of both a little bit of both I don't I don't feel that like oh my gosh I did that until like it's finished and I'm done with the project or I'm seeing it in my hand or seeing it on a wall or whatever yeah no absolutely I mean and thank you for asking asking me on my take on that but I do think the entirety of that experience, I've talked about it very vaguely on this show, but I did work on a film for about five months as like a producer's assistant slash like production assistant. And so there was that. Put some stuff in. But yeah, that was a very surreal experience to say. Like whenever someone asks me about that now, the only word I kind of say is surreal because. But like when you were doing the job, when you're like yeah. on set, like mm-hmm. you do you feel like, do I really belong here? Or like- Absolutely. Yeah. And that's no. what I, that's how I like take imposter syndrome. Yeah. No, that's I, kind of, I was, how I would, I remember like, showing up sometimes, like sometimes I'd feel it for hours in a day or maybe an hour. Sometimes I'd feel it for days on end where I'd pop up. And obviously I'm new to a lot of what's going on and new to everything really like it was my first exposure to that and how lucky was I to be able to do that for the first time on such a big um production but that also played into the whole imposter syndrome I think where I was just like damn like I have no idea what I'm doing here Mm. and uh do I even belong here and then I had to really turn a lot of that into yeah I'm here for a reason I was chosen to be here for a reason so that's the deal that's why I always say it's kind of like both because yeah you have to like shut the voice up a little bit but it's like getting to that process is hard yes it's not just like the one thing because on one side you're like yeah I did that I killed it I'm doing whatever I wanted to do you know yeah and on the other hand you're like oh wow because there's so many other people especially in creative things there's so many Mm -hmm. other people doing the exactly same thing as you taking maybe the exact same pictures of somebody yeah you know in the same kind of style or whatever but Mm -hmm. you just gotta you have to continue to push I forget consistency I forget that people cannot see what I'm doing but I'm doing a pushing motion she's doing a pushing forward motion just keep going okay that's the metaphor just keep keep moving forward (laughs) as long as you move forward you're good no but I think that is really important like you said and like you said in the beginning consistency because a a good a good a good hype song is reborn by kid seagull so just listen to that and there you go basically my message there you go she's giving you music recommendations now too. listen to that every morning and you'll feel better (laughs) 
It's sad, but you will feel better. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's a that's a huge thing. So I feel like from there, do you feel like that's how you felt versus like when you started out in photography versus now? Do you feel like you've kind of been able to maybe fight off a little bit of that imposter syndrome? Not Obviously not all of it, because I know that's hard. But do you feel like you've been able to kind of like push it now, back a little bit more? Yeah, now I'm, I guess because I've I've had a little bit more experience like kind mm-hmm. of dabbling in everything from like yeah. events to like actual portraits and little things like that like mm-hmm. I can s- see where my strengths lie and and having like other people like just working on this project my girl's project just seeing how many people want to be a part of it and people who are like there's like strangers that I don't know who really support my work so I think that's something that's giving me like good reassurance like I always I always hear from like my mom and my sister my dad and like they Mm -hmm. always cheer me on and you always cheer me on like people who are in my circle (laughs) yeah but it's like so surreal to see like like I'm contacting like mutuals I've never spoken to before on Instagram Mm -hmm. just I just like like their pictures don't even comment or anything but now I'm actually going in their dms and conversing with them getting to know these people and they're like I've been like I love your work you've been like I've followed you for so long and it's that's like you know so like cool. just very kind words I'm like yeah. wow like I think that's like another surreal moment where I'm like oh my gosh this person appreciates my work I, I know mean, where it's gonna take me yeah. but like yeah but no I think that's so cool because you're doing kind of like one of the things that I think a lot of people dream of doing like your work is actually creating conversation and making connections oh, I think so see even this I'm like wow yeah. <laughs> you're like wow I never thought no but I mean even that that sort of motion of you being able to connect with people that you may have followed for a while or they may have followed you or vice versa or both I, I think that's a huge thing I don't know if it's the cancer in me it's probably the cancer in me I'm yeah. gonna bring up astrology I always go do for it you go for I, I know I, I learned a lot about know. it from you for me I learned about it from other people I just know yeah. like, the big three and it's a good conversation thing and then that's it yeah do you feel like you're at a place where I asked a friend this actually the other week because she's kind of on the same wavelength that I am with horoscopes and like astrology where we're like, we know of the signs, we know of some general traits of each sign, but can you meet someone and be like, I can tell that they must be this or they might be this? No. Okay. No, that's my sister. <laughs> my sister has a good judgment. Actually, I remember one of the first times I met your sister. Again, shout out to Nisha. Yes, I always shout out to bring Tanisha. her up. Although I oh, said she's that like so two cool. minutes ago. She's the coolest person I know. She's I always so see this. Cool. And I, I consistently forget that she is younger than us because I'm hyping her up. So mature. She, whenever she listens to this, she'll heal this and she could put this little clip she will. on her story. She will hear this. Tanisha, it's... hi. We love you. <laughs> we love <laughs> no, you but too. I do remember one of the first times I met her. Actually, she she met me and she met my friend Victoria. And she was like, wait, let me guess what sign you are for both of us. And she guessed it. And I was like, did she really do that? Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I remember for Victoria specifically, she was like, are you a Scorpio? Victoria was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, How did she know that? Well, my sister's good with that stuff. Ooh, yeah. But I don't know if that's she. Maybe she just knows like the traits very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or she just, no, she just has good sense of judgment. Yeah. Just character. good. Just good just awareness. Good judgment. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think that has a huge thing to do with it, too. I do have another good friend from uh, university who is super into it she reads up on that stuff let's get back into this we took a little bit of a break (laughs) i'm like wait are we recording okay we We took took a little bit of a break break. (laughs) Uh, yeah commercial break intermission back to this i'm trying to remember what we were talking about we were talking about imposter syndrome for a minute yeah all of that fun that comes with working in any sort of like a, a field really but especially i feel in 
creative industries because I feel like it can easily be considered oversaturated with a lot of things. Obviously, like you said earlier, there are a lot of people doing things that sometimes feel similar to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And that can also feel intimidating at times. But obviously, there are things that inspire everyone that are different from what might inspire someone else. So it's always like differing in, in varying ways. But I wanted to ask for you specifically, what kind of advice would you offer to someone looking to branch into photography and maybe even like specifically film photography? I know it's so corny. I think everybody says it, but just go for it. Just do it because if you don't know, if you don't try, you won't know. 100%. And like literally just get like a point and shoot. It doesn't need to be a fancy, serious camera. Mm-hmm. You could just get like a normal pointing shoot and then start from that. And then once you feel like you leveled up, you can get a like an SLR, which lets you do more manual things. And mm-hmm. or you can just start with the SLR, which is how I got into it. Like literally, I wasn't shooting film when I first started. I took a class like mm-hmm. intro to black and white film. And ever since then I was like, oh, this is so fun. And I just kept going from there. So That's even cool. for me, it's very like not a random thing, but just never was a thought. So I just mm-hmm. say, like, try it and see. Like, that's why I even gave my sister a camera. I was like, just shoot. Or, like, when she was in high school, I stuck a roll of film in one. I was like, just take it. You never know what you could get. That's so cool. fun. Yeah. So just, like, go for it. You, it might spark something that you're really interested in. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. And if you want to cool. be, like, more precise with it, just start taking pictures of your friends. Just, like, go with them in a park and, like, actually sit them down and try to make – nice pictures yeah it, no, a nice picture cool. looks different to everybody so however you want a nice picture to look like just go for it because I think so many people have said that before but yeah. I think that's the truth just to go for it and see what will happen I think fear is what holds people back the most even me sometimes yeah. uh, fear is the mind killer shout out dune <laughs> another inspiration though <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that's a fact. Like fear is the mind killer. Like it's killing you, like killing your thoughts and mm. what you can actually do. Absolutely. So if you just try to ignore the fear sometimes, you can be good. You never I know. Think, I think even with that, I mean, like you said, it kills obviously a lot of that action you could put into place, kind of like you mm-hmm. said. But also sometimes I feel like if you kind of sit stagnant enough or let it kind of keep going, it kind of starts to alter your ideas in a way too because it's like you allow that judgment to creep in so much that it might even like just make your ideas kind of come to a bit of a halt or like hit a creative block if you know what I mean yeah it's really interesting but I love that I mean I love that advice because I think like you said sure it could sound potentially cliche I don't think it does because again I think the best way to learn is by doing Mm -hmm. and just like I remember talking to you we're like in Kensington Market and you're like you know, I don't think I ever told you, but I think I'm going to like start a podcast. And I was yeah. like, dude, do it, do it. This yeah. is when Karma was living in Toronto. Yes. And I was like, do it, do it, do it. Because I was like, you have such a great voice. Your voice is very like oh, podcast-y. Like, thank you. And then, yeah, I was like, just go for it. And you're like, I don't know. I, I'm also not a podcast person, podcast person, sorry. <laughs> for me to be this is my second podcast I've been on. The first one, I think they just like left like a little sentence of something I said. It you know wasn't what though? For someone a who's not deal. a podcast person, for you to have been on two podcasts now, I get asked to cool. come on a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know why? Because you it's have good conversations. So that is a huge part of podcast. It's kind of funny. But thank you. And then, <laughs> but everyone should listen 
to the trying times oh I, I did not pay her to say this i just want to put that out there thank you By carmen king <laughs> thank you so much you couldn't even to anyone listening you couldn't see me when she was complimenting me but i was like screeching He's and blushing. Like, digging my nails yeah my face is red i was like digging my nails into my face i was like no <laughs> no but, but i appreciate true. that no you're really good at it so you're making it work and you're trying a thing see you didn't let the fear i mean like starting something is always the hardest yeah no right? i mean honestly like when i started this i really wanted to have conversations with people but i had to sit on it and think about the idea of how to incorporate guests onto this and mm-hmm. kind of like what capacity that would work at and how i would make that work and it's something that i'm finally now 20 something episodes into the show starting to That's try yeah like congrats thank you i mean sometimes i'll be honest there are moments where i'm like you should get a cake i should That'd be cute. I don't know if you have a favorite number. You should like get a cake for whatever your favorite number Three. is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> That's past but it, ages I ago. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like my favorite episode, to be honest, because no shade to myself, but I feel like I'm only <laughs> continuing to learn yeah, the you more learn that you I go. post and the more that I record and the more that I edit. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish when I started, like I could have sounded like the way it does now. Or even close to what it was like now. Production value is getting higher and higher because you you've learned so much. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same thing with photo and any creative endeavor someone's doing. Just you learn as you go. Like even my sister, she's a designer, like a fashion designer, and just seeing her create, like for example, like clothes. Whoever makes clothes, kudos to you because tough work. Like an idea can change from one thing, and then two weeks later, it's a completely different garment. It just constantly changes. So it's that's so what I mean crazy. where you're like, you just got to keep doing. The more you're doing, the more you're evolving, the more you're changing, the more you're growing. Yeah. And I don't think people should be scared of change because change is inevitable. No, that's true. And I think and that's, that, on um, that, <laughs> and that's on period. And that's on period. Because we saw I the City Girls. <laughs> oh, my God. It's only fitting and on brand right now to include that. I do think, obviously, without those moments of looking back and being like, ooh, that's kind of embarrassing now. Like, why did this sound like this? Or why didn't I edit this Embrace better or whatever? Cringe. It's just embracing it. Because honestly, I mean, like, if I look back at myself in my life, if I look back at like me, oh God, I don't even know, like 10 years ago when I was like in my little emo scene phase. If I, if I could have seen myself in the future at 26 and been like, what is she going to say? What's she going to look like? I wouldn't want to come to face to face with me because I would have been <laughs> judging myself. <laughs> so... I agree with that completely. Embrace the cringe. That's like, that's the whole tagline for this episode. Embrace the yeah, cringe. Embrace I the love cringe. That. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, going off of that, obviously you've had a lot of experience working with different people. You've worked in different mediums. You've worked on a lot of different kinds of projects, whether that's your own, whether that's supporting people. I kind of want to know from all of that, if you could choose one, what has been your favorite part of working in the photography industry so far? Whether that's like a moment, a project, anything, even an element of that. Mm. I know it's a very you know question. <laughs> for the listeners out there, Carmen gave me some points, like what the questions were going to be and what we're going to talk about today. And me being me, I didn't prepare for them. I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to wing it. It's okay. It creates I conversation. I this one. Oh, man. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I looked at them this morning. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Like, I forgot. I was like, what am I even going to be asked today? Like, but anyways, I'll try my best. Go to, for it. I think the biggest highlight was this year. It was always a goal of mine to be printed in something. And I was printed in a local magazine here in Toronto called Arc Magazine. Shout out Marie. 
Um, <laughs> Clapping. <laughs> and <laughs> in the third issue, and it was for my own project. And because my project is going to be a book, it was very cool to see. Like, I haven't even sequenced the book yet. I'm still shooting. I'm still in the very beginning stages of even making a book. Yeah. But seeing a part of what could be printed was very fulfilling to me. That's Not like amazing. an online feature or anything. It was print, like, physically like you Tan- could hold, like yeah, the tangible, tangible item. thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think that's that's pretty cool. And I I want to strive for more printed things. Although it will be hard because I know print is sadly dying, but I hope our generation can change that. And I think a lot of things are coming back from like nostalgia kind yes. of vibes. So hopefully print is one of them. But um that was very cool to me. And I'm thankful. Even if it's like a small, like it's like a little local thing, but I'm still very thankful. I was going to say, first of all, I mean, I've already said this, but congratulations, because that's a huge thing. (laughs) And I mean, we've already talked about this. That's huge. I mean, like that's obviously the fact that you can kind of see yourself moving forward with that. And this is only like a taste of what you're going to be working on and creating. Yeah. Like that's such a. And like seeing my parents hold it. Yes. Um, and like my mom showing people and my dad showing people. Because like when I was like younger and my my parents always supported me, no matter what I'm doing. I'm so thankful for that. There was like, so yeah, cool. you could do it. Yeah. Whatever. Like when I was younger and like I would tell people like what I'm in school for, they'd be like, photography, what are you gonna do with that? What Ooh, are you gonna do with this? The great and, questions. You know, yeah. But the dude who I photo- like I assist for, shout out Justin. I think one time, this is like years ago, but I think it's always stuck with me that he was like, everybody needs pictures. That's true. Yeah. It's like a trade. So I always thought about it that way. Like everybody needs pictures. Everybody needs pictures for something. Yep. So there you go. So That's once so I learned cool. that from him, I always said that to other people Mm -hmm. i'm like you're gonna need pictures for your wedding one day you're gonna have to hire a wedding photographer you're gonna need somebody to take pictures of your newborn kid you're gonna need like a really talented photographer who could deal with babies because that's another different world you know or people love taking pictures of their pets like there's so many different things that you need a photographer for so yeah for ads for like little like everything we look at is a picture forever moments that will need capturing yeah so that's so cool Whenever, yeah, that was a question I hated when I was younger. And um, now I'm like, <laughs> what do you have to do with photography? And you're like, um, pretty much everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, haha, shut up. It's <laughs> the same people my mom is showing my little printed spot and it's, to. That's literally always the way it goes too, is the people that will ask like, what are you going to do with this? Because I got that question a lot because I did media mm-hmm. communications in school. So I got that question a lot of like, what are you going to do with that after school? And I'm like, get a job. You could Exactly. Work. what else am I supposed to do the same thing that someone studying I don't know like optometry or law or whatever would do is you're gonna yeah you're gonna connect and and then work and that's pretty much the end goal I think for everyone so yeah something like that see like this shit I learned I'm just it's the ego (laughs) it's it's my Leo (laughs) no but you have to keep that again it it plays off the imposter syndrome too right like comes back to that always like there's I think about this often where like People could say whatever they wanted and it could be so offensive and hurtful, but it's never going to be worse than what, for me at least, what I could think of myself because you have to constantly, I think, working in a creative field, push yourself and bring yourself up and boost yourself. And so at the end of the day, people can ask whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, I mean, support yourself. 
Exactly. Embrace the cringe. <laughs> See, it helps. It helps. At some point or another, you're going to be like, why the hell was I doing that? And then you can be like, you know what? I want to come back and listen to this and be like, Nika, why are you saying embrace the cringe? That's so but, embarrassing. But, but also embrace, embrace the cringe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you embrace go. The oh my God. But you know what though? I mean, you could really apply it, like we said, to anything because that could be life. It goes for anything. It could be, it could be your own work. Mm-hmm. It could be, I don't know. Embrace the cringe. Change is inevitable. Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fear is the mind killer. But I'll reborn by Kikari. So many <laughs> gems in this episode. <laughs> so thank you for that. Should I love be interesting. This. I'm oh, actually going to a photo talk tonight. So hopefully I learned some gems there. Yeah. I mean, you're bringing gems. So I hope you get some in return. Yes, it's only fair. There you go. Okay, I have one final question where I pick your brain and that'll wrap this up. What I want to ask you is if there's something that you would like to try in your career, whether that's directly in photography or to merge paths with something else, it could be literally anything. Mm. It's tough to pick because like you're very multi-talented. I think working as a creative also, you. you everyone has like so many different buckets. I do 5,000 different things. It's crazy. The first thing that comes to mind is clothing because I've always wanted to print like or make a photograph just strictly for a garment piece or something. Oh, cool. Like a series of images just for clothing or something. I think that's cool. And maybe because I've seen the process of how stuff is designed through my sister. It's really cool. And I'm also very interested in fiber arts too. So maybe something with that. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, tell me more about fiber arts. Because I picked up like tufting during Mm -hmm. the pandemic and like crocheting. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I want to do knitting. Uh, So I don't know how I can make that. I mean, there's so many ways of making it artistic, but making it like art you can put on the wall. That's like, that's not like a weaving or something. I don't know. There's ways of doing it. I just haven't really explored it, but that's maybe something I would want to tap into. That's so cool. I mean, literally later on, like if you decide to do another book, that could be (laughs) featured in that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Normally, I would have said like the book is a thing, but I'm doing the book. So So something else totally different. Yeah, yeah, I can't say the book because it's in the process of being made. That is so exciting. Well, I cannot wait to see your book and to me too hear about it <laughs> and I mean talk about it and share it and all the things because it'll be great. I can't wait to see my book either yeah <laughs> it'll happen when it happens <laughs> it'll happen when it happens I've been talking about it since like 2019 so you're just I mean, bringing world, it into fruition that's the world is. did stop it did for like two years so it's exciting well thank you so much for sharing all of that on the show talking about your book thank you for talking having me about future projects all the things yeah I wait i gotta ask i gotta ask you a question oh, i'm okay. asking you the same question okay what oh, is something God. you would like to try in your career oh that's so tough whether it like maybe not in film because i feel like you've done a little bit of that and maybe not with podcast stuff because you've done a little bit of that what's something you would want to try yeah, it's kind of fun to think about sometimes because I think about because you also wear often. different hats. Yeah, like, you're also very open to kind of doing whatever you want. So I like to yeah, I like to always say I'm like open to opportunities where 
I don't ever know if I'm going to like something or if I'm going to hate something. Hate is a strong word, but you never know what you're going to like or dislike. So I think the best way to do that is just to kind of try and like learn through that because that's the best way to really get into something. I think um, funny enough, because I think about career often, I have done podcasting through like a actual career setting, like for work. And then now I'm doing this as like a personal thing. And then film, I've done something kind of where I've helped friends out and I've done it in like a professional capacity now, like again, like a more of a work setting. So next, I mean, I would love to tackle something in the realm of maybe even like writing. Oh, cool. Uh, to what degree that is, honestly, couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be you open to, I yeah. feel like I've, you've wrote articles. Yes. That would be that's cool. something that I, I, I tackle The only that, reason like, why I remember university. that is because I think you wrote an article during the pandemic. and I, Oh my God, I did. Yeah. I love how I forgot yeah. about that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw it on my Instagram like stories, like, you know, when you like a year since whatever, oh my or like God. you're just scrolling through the your archives. stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The archive. I like promoted it. I remember. So that's how I remember that's you doing that. Crazy. But maybe more writing, me. writing a book. That would be write so a book. much fun. I'm not going to lie. Write a book. Write like I a sh- love it. Like, like, a, you know, like a short story collection. Do that. Yeah, Those are fun to read. Those are so kind of the only fun. books I read. Really? There you go. Sort of, yeah. Because it was a really weird one. I still don't know how I feel about it. But I read this one by Miranda July. I think that's her name. Okay. I think that's her name. She's a director. Oh, cool. I like watched a movie of hers like for an assignment in school when we had to do like lecture courses and I took one based on like sociology and like families and children cool so again multifaceted her movie Kajillionaire which I haven't seen yet came out in 2020 but the movie that I'm talking about is me and you and everyone we know and then she has written a book and the book was is called no one belongs here more than you stories and I saw it at like a BMV and I just picked it up because the cover is like yellow and with black writing and it looked very nice. So I picked it up. That's cool. But that also has very interesting and I still don't know how I feel about stories, but it was cool. <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, subjects, but it was cool. That's such a cool format to read because I feel like it allows you to tap into so many different characters and stories mm-hmm. and themes in one go. So, so I've not read should, enough of those. But. You should write a short story collection. And in part, I mean... Like I've I've always loved writing, but in part I just finished reading a book called uh, "The American Roommate Experiment." What? Hold on, "The American <laughs> Roommate Experiment." I forgot what I was saying for a sec. I like blacked out. Um, and in that story, what's that about? It's kind of a sequel to this book called "The Spanish Love Deception." So that okay. was that author Elena Armas, I believe is her name. That was her very first book. It went like mm-hmm. TikTok famous. It it's everywhere um it was a very yes book talk it was all over every book talk table of every bookstore I went into and it was such a cute read like it was just very like lovey-dovey I loved it and then she released a new book this year actually last month called the American Roommate Experiment and the main character of that story was actually the best friend of the main character from the Spanish Love Deception Oh, and uh her whole character focused on I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, so I'm not going to say a lot, but she is a writer. And so she writes romance books. And like, I don't know, just reading that was so cool. And it was interesting. You got inspired. Yeah, it was kind of cool to pull inspiration from her because she worked as like as some sort of like an engineer in like financial tech 
type work from my understanding, if I'm remembering that right. So I, I finished reading that and now I'm reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. Oh, tell me how that, that goes. Yeah. I want to read that. I'm like a hundred pages in right now. And honestly, it's such, it's written in such a cool way. So um, obviously she sums up a lot of very dark things in a very mm-hmm. almost bright kind of way. There's no like leaving anything out, which I really love. Like she's very direct and to the point, but for some reason it doesn't feel super depressing while you're reading it. Like it just feels like you're talking to someone. So I think between the both of those things, totally different themes, I've just been very inspired by different styles of writing and communication and storytelling. So that's definitely something I would consider doing, whether it be a book book. or an article, but yeah, that'd be cool. Write a book. Write a short story collection. (laughs) Carmen's going to write a short story collection. No, but that'd characters. be fun. <laughs> that'd be cool, though. I, yeah, I think you should just try writing. There's just a little short story. Yeah, it just happened to that. It could be a hobby. It doesn't have to be something that you monetize. But no, absolutely. Just, It'd be fun just, to practice that. Yeah, just write a little short story. Thank you for for asking me that question back. I appreciate that, and thank you again for being on this episode. Um, again, thank you for having me. And it's only fair to ask the person who's asking me questions questions. I love that. I appreciate that so much. I have one last request. Mm-hmm. Do you want to plug your social media here? I will be putting it in the description of this episode so you can click on that. But would you like to share that? You want me to say it? Oh, you geez. go ahead. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Nika T. Thompson, N-I-K-A-T, and then T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Or you can check out my website, NikaThompson.com. Yeah, I heard it here. And Thank that's you. My info. Thank you. You did so and good. Carmen, <laughs> where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at I'm Carmen Kang, or you can follow the show on Instagram at The Trying Times Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> she was saying it along with me. She was mouthing it. Thank you so much again. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me, friend. If you're still here, then thank you for listening to this conversation and a big thank you to Nika for joining me on the show. It was so much fun to have her on and just get to share our special conversation with you guys. And this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've wanted to have guests on for a while. So it's cool that I got to do this now and have her on as my first guest. So, I mean, if you're interested in more guests, let me know. Go over to Instagram and share that and express that. And, uh, stay tuned for new episodes. Might have more guests on, wink, wink. But yeah, if you guys want to talk about this episode or keep up with the show generally because all of the updates are over in one spot, then go ahead and check out our Instagram, The Trying Times Podcast, and give that a follow if you want to keep up with the show. And last but not least, I cannot forget, if you're interested in Nika and her work and you want to learn more about that, please check out her socials and her website. All of that will be linked in the episode description as well. And thanks so much for listening. We'll chat again soon, okay? Bye.